what's good everybody we are back again for enlightened sounds episode four four episodes in so i appreciate everybody that has been listening so far i already saw some comments for some people saying oh man y'all put me on to this this and this so uh seeing those comments are very very nice i like seeing those it lets us know that we are at least doing our job and are enlightening you all on some new stuff and maybe some old stuff as well so once again, this is me, UTEC JT the Don. I also have my co-host, leader of the flock. Say what's good, flock. Yo, yo, what's good? Let's get it. And we also have our special guest, AB Smooth. Say what up. What's good, y'all? Yep, yep, yep. So this is a little bit late for us. Uh, we had some very, very serious uh, scheduling issues. And then on top of that, I got sick. So it has not been the best time, but we are back and we are going to get through this and uh, give you all what you all came here for. So before we even get started with anything else, again, huge shout out to our sponsor for this week's episode, Director Sigmod and the Hello World playlist. Again, the Hello World playlist is on Spotify. It features a lot of underground artists, a lot of which you may have never heard before and some that you may have like Anonymous has been on there a good number of times so again check that out if you need something new to listen to maybe you will find something that you like and again not only supporting the spotify playlist supports the artists themselves but it supports director sing mod and us on the podcast so again with all your support we can keep this going and spotify is completely free you will get some ads if you do not have the premium but again spotify is completely free so go ahead and give it a listen it's free dog so you ain't gonna lose so, that being said, let's continue on with the starter show. So, notable new releases, which would have been today, uh, if we would have did this on Friday, but since it's passed, we're just going to go ahead and talk about what came out last Friday. So, Eminem dropped a very, very surprise. I was like, man, like so fast from this guy. So, uh, I think that caught everybody off guard, but he dropped Kamikaze, and we're going to talk about that for sure. Because uh, that's a, a very, very controversial topic. And I'm sure that everyone with me right now has a lot to say about that one. So we're definitely going to get into that. But that came out just in case if you missed that. I don't know how unless you're on the rock. Uh, Black Youngster dropped uh, Fuck Everybody 2. I gave them a listen. And uh, I'm not really a Black Youngster fan. But if you like that stuff, go ahead and check that one out. Kanye West dropped a random single that I feel like a lot of people probably miss. I really didn't hear anybody talking about it called Ecstasy. And it's it, it was it was kind of mad for me, but again it came out. So just in case you missed that one, Lloyd came out with another album called The True LP, and uh, I got to finish listening to that one. But I listened to a few tracks. Sounds alright so far. Don Q dropped Don Season Two, and I listened to this one yesterday. Boy, I think this one is going to get slept on. I really like Don Q. So if y'all have never heard of him before, at least if you listen to Dave East, you've heard him on some tracks because they definitely uh, get on a lot of tracks together. Mm-hmm. So definitely listen to that one, Don Season 2. Bun B, really in the game, drop Return of the Trill. I'll listen to this one as well. Uh, that's a, it's a pretty, pretty decent listen, so go ahead and give that one a listen if you did not know that that one came out. And finally, Currency, drop Fire in the Clouds. I got to go ahead and get down the listen. That's on my, uh, that's on my bucket list right there. So a lot of albums dropped a lot of projects dropped last week man so i was very surprised especially about the eminem one but i was like man like more more albums more projects dropped than i thought last week so definitely a lot for you to listen to if you are just looking for something new like i said music is out there you just gotta go listen to it if you want to so 
those are the notable new releases moving on to the music news and it's kind of dry besides the the obvious beefs and stuff that's going on but again like i said before we're trying to avoid that as much as we can unless it's relevant so uh random news that i got this week is a top dog tde they're trying to drop four albums by the end of the year yeah i said by the end of the year september right now so they said that they're trying to get four more out so j-rock was the latest to release uh, we don't know if Scissor is going to come out. A lot of people think that Schoolboy Q is going to drop something because he's been hinting at uh, dropping something again from a long break. Maybe Isaiah Rashad. Uh, maybe Absol. Like, you never know when it comes to this camp. But whatever comes out, if they can give us four albums, I think that that's going to be very, very heavy for the TDE camp. So I'm really hoping for something, at least Schoolboy, if nothing else. Um, but what y'all think, man? What, what do we think is dropping? Or what are you looking forward to if TDE does drop four albums this year? Uh, we'll start with you, Flock. For me, man, it's the same thing I'm looking forward to. Just some good music. That's all. I don't care who drops what. Long as it's long as it's hot, man. That's all I care about. Real talk. Okay, okay. Fair enough. AB, you looking for anything to drop out of this camp, man? I ain't gonna lie, bro. I'm an Absol fanboy, so I need him to come out with another project. Uh, definitely Schoolboy. I need some Schoolboy too. Uh, but I know they got some new artists. I think that they might drop too because didn't they just sign somebody? They signed Reason. Yeah. So I mean, that, that I wouldn't be surprised by that either. Uh, but the biggest thing is uh, on Twitter has been flying around. Isaiah Rashad said he damn near heard all of Kendrick next album so if we get another Kendrick album you know mm. um, I'm gonna go crazy so that would be great but I doubt it but still that would be very quick cause I mean he not only dropped damn then he turned around and basically dropped the whole Black Panther soundtrack that was basically his so I don't, right. I don't know about that man that'll be crazy if he just dropping project after project I wouldn't be mad at it I would definitely wouldn't Shut be mad word. at it that would be very interesting because nobody i don't think that out of all the people in the tde camp if he's trying to drop four more by the end of the year i don't think that he would be on anyone's radar but uh that would definitely be an interesting one if Isaiah Rashad said he heard uh the majority of it so we'll see man td uh top dog said that he got two now and he said he's trying for four so again keep on the lookout we'll definitely let you all know what ends up dropping before the end of 2018 and then and on some very very positive news make mail the man got back out of jail and he is trying to give back to the community loves philly so we got news that he donated six thousand backpacks to the students in philly so i mean what negative thing could you say about this i don't care if you don't like mcmill and okay i don't care if you're trying to you know race you don't like black people whatever you think that he's a thug man come on man like this is the most positive news that I've heard, man. Like, this dude has not done anything wrong since he got out. He's trying to be an upstanding citizen. And, I mean, you just you just drop this up, man. Like, the kids need it. And he's doing really, really good things for his community, man. Loves Philly so much. And, I mean, shout out to Meek Mill, man. Like, as long as you stand out of trouble, I ain't trying to see you go back to jail. I actually like your music. I know that you had a little beef with Drake and stuff, and a lot of people gave up with uh, on you, but I ain't give up on you. I still, I still bump your stuff. So that's what's up, man. Like me, Bill ended up uh, teaming with Puma, 
and uh and sports apparel fanatics and united legwear and the luxury store to donate the bags so there are different types of bags for the kids man so yeah that's a really really positive thing that he did there so and yeah, shout out to me man man like i hope that other people can uh can do things like this more often because i mean it's nothing nothing negative about this man when people need stuff if you got the money you got the funds to give it away man go ahead and give back when people need it so there we go that's the positive news for this week now let's get to the nitty-gritty this is what i've been waiting for man before we get to eminem because again that's gonna be a long topic we gotta talk about boss boss dropped milky way i've been looking forward to another boss project this one has 14 songs total my favorite songs personally or tribe and purge but it was very hard because i really like the majority of this album features on this one come from j cole asap ferg Corey c ari lennox lion babe mo mox and mama guy i don't know who uh like the last probably like four four people are or four artists are but in any case a lot of them did um vocals or whatever on the hooks or or random things on there so uh yeah milky way milky way i want to say first that i really like the production and even with boss's last album too hot to riot i like the production on that one too so with coming into this one my expectations were met as far as the production i feel like all the production was on point boss is a great lyricist i just like his flow again i feel like to me personally he is definitely number two and he can stand his own to j cole my play is number two in dreamville to me uh and again he can definitely stand his own to j cole like he did not get watched to me on tribe i know a lot of people like man j cole just been been on there but boss held his own like he didn't he it wasn't like a uh wasn't like a jay-z eminem situation where like it's a it's like a clear argument there <laughs> <laughs> on, on, who, on, on who watched who like it wasn't it wasn't anything like that so again i i really respect and and i i really just like the way that that boss flows on these records and he also gave us something different like with uh spaceships and rockets that was a different type of sound uh Sanufo was a different type of sound but like I just felt like he just he just came with it and like gave us a little bit of everything but still stuck to his craft and he just rapped and he rapped really good he rapped really good on this album and I don't know I really can't like it's hard when you come out with great albums like this because then it makes me like look back at your previous stuff you know, I'm like, dang, did I like this one better? Did I like this one this one worse? Like, when it's hard for me to really come up with a clear, concise, did I like this one better or not? Then I think that, again, you got another good project on your hands. When I just can't say outright, oh, man, your previous stuff was better. I ain't really trying to hear this new stuff because, like, you going all out and you doing all this other stuff. And I'm not really a fan. But, like, if you come in with, like, consistent projects that are true to yourself, and you're not going too far outside of the box i feel like that again that's a good project to me and that's that's what i really felt like i almost have damn near every single one of these songs on my uh, 2018 playlist so again when i can do that then i feel like you got a good album on your hands so uh ab we'll start off with you on this one how did you feel about boss milky way i really liked it uh like one of the songs i like was fragrances that 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 definitely made the playlist and then designer uh 
a lot of the songs though i can say for a fact i did like to how to write a little bit more than this one uh but something about that tribe song with j cole man that that song is just like one of those songs that i can't stop playing like every time i hear it i can't skip it i'm tired of it it's a real feel good song like all of his beats are real like uplifting in a sense or like real happy so it's a real good listen and uh i could definitely picture myself you know driving down the coast you feel me these beautiful california coast top down with a fly little shorty on my side you feel me but uh, <laughs> but uh yeah i like that but the one critique i can say is the last song on the album the, the spaceship and rockets um with lion babe i've actually listened to the original song which is by lion babe and mo monks and i like that a lot more than this uh remix partially because of the beat uh i think if boss would have rapped on the original beat it would have been way better song hmm. that would have been lovely but other than that though i still liked it i just didn't like it as much so okay that's all i got to say about it well i mean for that one if, if that's your only critique then again i think that it's it's pretty good <laughs> yeah, yeah i think it's pretty much. good okay fly what do you think about it thought it was decent man thought it was pretty decent um uh that tribe song was really nice. I'm not gonna front. I think my favorite my favorite song on there was probably PDA, because it, it just it was it was just a, I'm not gonna say it was different, but it just it had a different a little bit of a different feel than what a lot of songs on the album was. And I like that type of stuff. You know, anything that's that's kind of different, but at the same the same time you stay true to your you know true to your lyrical ability and your sound. You can still showcase it. I think that's that's always interesting because some people don't know how to do that. And um, I've I've been a fan since I first heard them, so I don't really have much of a problem. I mean, people say that you know albums that have I like, I know me I say that a lot too that albums that has like seems to have a lot of features. I'm I'm a, I'm a lot more critical of it because I feel like that that carries you, but it doesn't it doesn't feel that way with him because like you said earlier, um, he he could definitely hold his own with with pretty much anybody it seems like sometimes he has to have someone on there to kind of like lyrically challenge him and i don't have a problem with that either i just don't want him to get in the habit of uh, i know they you know they put their squad on and stuff like that so it's only right but so at some point i want to do more stuff like just by himself Hmm. okay i'm not mad at that because i mean like you said you know they do do stuff within dreamville i would actually like it I, i'm on the opposite end of the spectrum i would like if he added more um more features like in dreamville like because they have them a little camp now so you could put earth gang on there you could put sir on there i wouldn't mind seeing those i mean j cole was an obvious one because he's the one right. who can challenge him the most lyrically um, and then I wasn't mad at the ASAP Ferg one. That was just a, again like a tropical type of song. And ASAP Ferg ain't gonna be watching nobody lyrically, but he know <laughs> he knows that. But it was it was still good. I still really like that beat. I like the feel of that song. So um, so I would actually like if he like if he got some more people inside of Dreamville or even outside of Dreamville. Like I wouldn't be mad at it. But I feel like he had a a good mix. Uh, again, like he only had two two rapping features on here. Um, well, then Corey C was um, basically on the hooks too, um, but everybody else, I mean, they were just they were just singing hooks or or at the end of the song. So again, it wasn't bad at all. Like those those are kind of like for for majority 
of a rap album i don't feel like that's bad at all um so like i i didn't feel like he had too many features on this one i feel like it was it was a good mix for me so um ab we're gonna start off with you what would you rate milky way out of five i give it a solid three three point five somewhere in between that range okay Mm. all right flock what you giving it i'm I'm gonna give it a three Mm. okay well it sounds like uh i mean middle of the road for you two did you all enjoyed a a lot less than i did or possibly maybe i mean like i said it it, it wasn't to me it wasn't better than too high to riot so it it was it was there there was a couple of songs that i i enjoyed but it's not like something that like if that if they came on i wouldn't skip them but it's not like i'm searching out for them look with me with me i'm basing it off of i remember the ones we did last time i didn't enjoy this more than i did amina and i gave amina a 3.5 I don't mm. think that album was better than that one. Okay. Yeah, I feel the same way, low key too. <laughs> okay, okay. So that's it. Okay, that that makes more Great. sense then. That makes more curve, sense. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be real hard to get a five out of me. Oh no, I don't. I don't expect that. It's it's, near, it's nearly impossible. I can only think of two albums probably ever to get a five out of me. But yeah, I don't. I don't expect perfection here. I'm gonna give boss. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna obviously I mean it was really really good. Really, really good, but I still like boss a little bit more. I'ma give this one a four on my end. I'm giving it a four on my end. I just really okay. like boss and I was I was very excited for this to come out. I was glad when he announced it and he met my expectations. I didn't feel like anything was just was just on the low end and was just like, Oh my god, I gotta turn this off. So again, like if I could listen to it straight through and I don't have no problems, and I put the majority of the songs on my playlist, and I think it's a pretty solid album. And again, I, I like the features on here, and I didn't feel like they messed up anything as far as like his overall sound. So I'm giving this one a four. Uh, I really like Milky Way. So, so there we go. So AB, you said you give it a three, and Flock, you said three point five, right? Nah, I said three. Three. Uh, Flock said three. He said three point five. Okay, 3.5. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Okay, so AB said three point five. Flock said three. Okay. And I give it a four. So there you go. That is our review on Boss Milky Way. Moving on. I was going to have probably uh, probably not as much to say about this album before I listened to the Joe Bunny podcast. I feel like they opened up a lot more speaking topics about Eminem as a whole. But we're going to really get into it about this Eminem Kamikaze album. First of all, nobody knew that this was coming out. All of a sudden, I just woke up, and I was like, oh, Eminem dropped a surprise album? Okay, it's lit. I know he's mad at somebody. Who is he mad at? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and just a little context, just in case if you didn't know, we're not going to go too far back. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But just as far as, like, the last year, um, if you, again, if you unless you're on The Rock, you know that Joe Budden and DJ Academics were on Everyday Struggle and revival came out and i we listened to that on stream i did a listening party on that rp the listening parties because i ain't doing it anymore but we did a listening party on revival and it was uh it was dreadful it, it was a chore yeah it was a chore to listen to and 
I have not been an Eminem fan project wise in years in years like these albums have been just terrible i don't like the pop route i don't like none of that stuff so anyways revival came out and joe budden now transitioning from being a rapper retired rapper to a critic it was kind of hard for him to give his 100 percent clear-cut thoughts about it a lot of people were like oh man like you can't talk about him that's your balls da, da, da. he put you on with slaughterhouse all that jazz but he still ended up saying like man like this was terrible like that first single that you brought out was bad and he was like but you like eminem still like overall comes out he has good concepts with his albums but he was like nah like that that just wasn't it he had a little bit more to say but again he couldn't go 100 percent with how we felt he just felt like, again, he had an obligation to not only Eminem, well, not so much Eminem, to be honest. It was more Royce. It was more Royce than because Royce is his boy. So he really just didn't want to go 100% hard on him because then, like, he didn't want to start nothing with Royce and Eminem and everybody else who's on Slaughterhouse. So he didn't talk about everything that he felt. But in any case, him saying that and DJ Academic is also saying the same thing, like, about Revival. Eminem felt some type of way. Now, on the Chloroseptic remix that he brought out, Refresher and 2 Chains, he definitely mentioned DJ Academic, Joe Budden, and basically all the other critics who were saying that Revival was ass. Sometimes you just gotta take the L, fam. I know that this is you, Eminem, but you gotta take the L on this one, man. Revival was terrible. I don't care what the uh, album sales say about it. Revival was not one of your best works, fam. It just wasn't. It was only like one song on there that I could really stomach besides Chloroseptic. And really, I couldn't stomach that one until the remix came out. The remix was just way better. And I don't even like Fresher like that. But for him to just be on the hook was kind of whack too. And I was like, what, where the hell did you even find him from? Like out of everybody who you could have put and try to put on. Like you found Fresher? Like who the hell is this, man? And like you still, like nobody cares if you have Beyonce or Rihanna or Nicki Minaj on the hooks or whatever. Like it just, it, it just doesn't sound right for Eminem sound. So it was just a bad project. You just gotta face it, it was a bad project. People have bad projects, it's okay. But he felt some type of way because I guess maybe he took it more like, more like they were clowning his entire lyrical prowess or everything that he's done in the past more than oh just this project was bad nobody was saying that everything that eminem has done has been bad they were just saying at the time they were reviewing revival and it was bad nobody wanted to hear that stuff anymore nobody wanted to hear about you crying about kim for all these albums man like it just it got old it, it honestly got old so anyways Eminem must have felt even worse about that and did not let Chloroseptic die. He said his little stuff on there, and Joe Bum was like, man, you, you know, you want to talk about me? Because he didn't say his name, right? He's like, it's easy to say, you know, you want to talk about me? Did your academics ran with it? He ran with anything. So he like, I know you were talking about me, but he stood his ground. So I ain't mad enough for standing his ground. But this album Kamikaze, this man was talking about everybody. And he was saying names on this one. It wasn't just uh, some subtweets, some subtitles, all mess, subliminals, all this stuff. Nah, he said names. He said DJ Academics. Like, nah, like, I'm, when I see you, I'm slap you. He was talking about Joe Budden. He was talking about Charlamagne. He was like, give me donkey of the day. I don't care. He was talking about all the people who he birthed or whatever. He was talking about Logic. He was talking about Hobson. He was uh he was talking about um Tyler the Creator and and the fag word and we're gonna get on that too, man, because people got upset about that. It's 2018 and nobody's letting you get away with that anymore. 
Even though, like, I I have my own thoughts so he, about that, but yeah, yeah, he's he yeah, like he got under some people's skin when uh when he was talking about what Tyler calls himself. That's that's the funny thing. That's our ironic thing about it. He actually calls himself that. But in any case, this man was talking about everybody on this one. So I was like, okay, Eminem was in his bag, right? He mad. Somebody else finally got her mad besides his baby mama Kim. So I'm not mad at that. I respected that. I'm happy that this came out and that he actually had something else to go on, someone else to talk about. So that was one positive for me. The second positive in which I got on forever is Eminem's beat selection. I do not like Eminem's beat selection after Dre left. I don't like anything he's done with Rick Rubin. I didn't like the beats even making for himself. Production was ass. Production's been ass after Eminem show to me. I didn't like none of that stuff. I didn't listen to none of that stuff. It was just, it was whack. It was super whack. So on this one, he got Mike Will made it on one. I was like, okay, all right, you finally going and trying something new. He got uh, Take Heath, which again, Take Heath is whack to me, but. Set the same beat. Yeah, it's, it's the same over. beat, fam. But, <laughs> but I mean, that was a song that you had Royce on, not alike. So, I mean, I just listened to that one for the lyrics, but it was the same beat. Uh, but again, the, the point stands that he was at least trying to rap on other people's stuff. So I can respect that as well. It at least allowed me to listen to it a little bit more and not just be bored out of my mind because of the production and the beat selection. So I like that stuff. Uh, he also mentioned D12 on this one. He's saying that he's sorry that uh, that he didn't, um, he didn't big him up as much as he could. Cause he definitely could have propelled them to superstar status but it all goes back to that uh that my band song it was more truth to that than you think uh, a lot of people were just feeling eminem and they weren't really feeling everybody else i like d12 to be honest i really like d12 but uh but he didn't treat them correctly and the same thing with slaughterhouse and that's what joe budden was talking about a lot um as far as managing like eminem just didn't know how to manage so that's how that slaughterhouse situation ended up being more of a dud than it should have as well so uh, but going back to the album itself, um, it was it was a lot better to listen to. My favorite song was the one with Jordan Lucas on it because Jordan Lucas absolutely snapped. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that Eminem featured Jordan Lucas on the track because just in case if you didn't know who Jordan Lucas is, I hope you know now because that man was in his bag on that track, boy. That that shit was a masterpiece. That's by far my favorite song, like hands down. Lucky you by far my favorite song and of course my second favorite is not a like with Royce the not only and then Kamikaze which was another song where he was talking about Joe Budden uh and, and DJ Academics on that one so uh but I I liked it though I mean like the song towards the end like nice guy and, and good guy the song with JC Reyes like whatever and then Venom mm-hmm. I mean that was from the motion picture of, of Venom it was about to come out in the, in the in another month so I was like whatever he just added that on there just to uh just to get in more sales i know how it is i know how the game goes so you just put it on there just so just so that particular single can uh can get boosted so that one was a kind of a throwaway so it's whatever but i would say up until track number 10 uh besides like the two skits because you know you got to put paul on there that's that's always a thing that he does um so eight tracks basically eight tracks uh, before you get to number 11 i liked I like it was different from Eminem. I'm glad that it came out so early because again, nobody was expecting this besides maybe people in this camp. And I'm glad that he had some other subject matter. So 
to me personally i think that other people should just make him mad because eminem felt like he had something to prove on this one even though i don't agree with that either i don't i don't think that eminem should have to prove his lyrical prowess anymore i think people already know what he can and can't do but i want to say this though i feel like the the best track that he's done after eminem show as far as like just a just a single verse besides rap god was uh that drake song forever i really i really like that that line uh that verse he had on there that shit was hard but i can't think of anything else besides eminem's freestyle that like he was like that made me like wow like this was amazing he had a couple moments on uh marshall mathers lp2 Nah, this well, I he had a couple. He had a couple moments on that. Oh, okay, okay. Well, this the bad because oh, I remember that song "Bad Guy." When you listen to that song and listen to what he's saying in that song, like sometimes you have to kind of break this shit down with him. A lot of people just hear him saying stuff and they like, "Oh, he doing this." He like when you actually hear what he's saying, you actually pick apart the lyrics. A lot of people that's why a lot of people don't like him and them because mm-hmm. it, it makes it makes them actually have to think. So a lot of people like simplicity. I mean, I don't have a problem with with, with him having complexity in his rhymes, and, and a lot of people think it all oh, it's always about oh I'm gonna kill this person, oh I'm gonna do this, or oh, it's some drug related stuff, and it. it's not always that. Sometimes you just have to pick it apart a little bit and really get what he's saying. He mm-hmm. definitely has moment. Everything he puts out, he has moments where okay, this is why Eminem is Eminem. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, we'll we'll let Flock talk about uh, talk about that album a little bit. Then we'll no, 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 no. We're gonna let AB rock because I'm really interested oh, okay. in knowing what, okay. what he has to say because <laughs> I know because we we definitely got some t- somewhat of a difference of opinion because I I know for a fact he's not really a big big Eminem fan. So okay, well, AB, go I've ahead, been a big M fan since probably the Eminem show. I'm gonna keep it real because as soon as he started going the poppy route and in the whack beast like jg said it, it kind of took me out like mm-hmm. uh i i really enjoyed like my history with eminem i enjoyed you know the high my name is when that first came out i was like what the hell is this like you know i was a young kid and then you know the uh marshall mathers lp i played that religiously in middle school so uh but now it's just like he got kind of it got very redundant in a sense because it's like all right here's another song about him complaining about kim oh he's talking about killing his mom again and then you got the uh what was that one song that was super i forgot what it was uh oh the love the way you lie that came out and i was just like what the hell is this like this is not the same m that i remember with rihanna yeah and i was just like what happened to the M that hated pop stars? Now you're doing songs with them. I don't understand what's going on. Right. But even that, I let rock. I was like, all right. But wasn't that on? Wasn't that on recovery or was that on a uh, relapse? Which one it was on? I don't know because I don't even I don't even acknowledge those M albums. But you know, I was in the listening party when we did revival, and I was one of those people that like. It got to a point to where I was just like, I don't even want to listen to this anymore. I'm just here supporting the stream, so I'm just gonna get my laughs off. Uh, <laughs> that was on was recovery, bad. by the way. That's one was on recovery. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So 
when this dropped and I heard this drop, I, I think I was on Facebook and somebody posted it up in one of the group chats I was in. And I was like, okay, so M dropped something. Let me go listen to it and see what he got to say. And I listened to it. And at first, the first thing that came to mind instantly was this is way better than Revival. Like, if he would have dropped this instead of Revival, I think people wouldn't even be making the corny jokes that they making about him. Like, it would be just like, okay, M came back. The, the album was pretty good. But the only problem is, is that the reason we have this album is because of Revival. Uh, like, I seen the tweet that kind of made me laugh and chuckle because it was kind of true where somebody was like every M album that he's putting out is him apologizing for the last album and I was like damn uh, that kind of sounds like kind of fits but with this one when I heard that joint with Joyner Lucas is damn near like you know that Spider-Man meme where they point at each other that's how I felt like this track came about because Joyner Lucas reminds me of a young ass Eminem like the content is there, the, the the lyricism is there, the wordplay. The only thing he don't got is being able to rhyme like M Cam, because I don't think it's anybody on this world that can rhyme words like he can. Uh that joint had me kind of like a little bit amped up. The one with Royce was pretty good. I think the songs that he had Royce on, Royce, you know, show his ass off and then M always step up to the challenge whenever he's them all two on the track together. Uh but yeah, other than that, like towards the second half of the, the album, I was just kind of like, okay, now going on, what am I listening for here? And all I really heard was just name drop after name drop. So I was just like, okay, uh, what are we talking about? And it's like, okay, you're mad because people had critiques on your album, but it's like fair critiques because that album wasn't your strongest suit so what are you really mad for and then it just I don't know bro it really wasn't that great to me as far as this album goes especially that Venom track that shit was horrible I could have did without that Uh, but yeah it just I don't know man I feel like a lot of people when I've talked to people about it a lot of people have really been caught up with the lyricism and I'm like okay but what is he really saying so I've actually listened to it tried to listen to it and there was a couple of ones like the D12 song I don't really like the way the song was structured or the B selection but I can under I clearly got the message in the song like that he was basically apologizing to his book like feel me as homies where he was like I could have used I could have did better with using my superstardom to get you guys some success but I wasn't I didn't and I'm sorry for that so I was like okay that's cool and I feel like M always has that one one or two songs where it's like really content filled and it has a message behind it and it's not just him rapping so I, I can appreciate that as well Okay, okay. All right, what about you, Flock? Uh, yeah, this this was definitely um what recovery was to relapse, in my opinion. Because he, you, you knew it. He actually acknowledged that relapse was a bad album. It was pretty much man. And the reason, like, like AB said, we wouldn't even have this album if he didn't drop revival because that album was a dud and i'm a i'm an eminem fan I'm, I'm sure i'm the biggest eminem fan of the three of us here um i could appreciate his body of work but i think in a sense he he has this sense of entitlement like 
no one can really be overly critical of his work because of his status. And my thing is, you're, he's wrong in that sense because when Jay Z dropped, um, "Will the Kingdom Come?" Mm-hmm. People was on him. Like, I like Kingdom like, Come this, too, man. People like I didn't. I didn't have a big that big a problem with it, but you could tell it was different, you know, because this was um, this was like this was on the heels of the Black Album, right? Yep. After the Black Album, and I felt like the Black Album was Jay Z's best work, my personal opinion. I felt the Black Album was Jay Z's best album, next to Reasonable Doubt. I put. I, let me put that disclaimer. Reasonable Doubt is still his best work to me, but the Black Album is his second best album. A lot of people is gonna say the Blueprint, but that's your opinion. But um, yeah, he he's acknowledging that. He he he's acknowledging in songs, saying you know people gonna say, oh you just mad, what you gonna bitch about now and all this other stuff. But I, I'll start off by saying with Revival. I said this before. Revival sounded dated. It it just sounded heavily dated. It sounded like some stuff he did. It sounded like a lot of throwaway songs that didn't make um, the recovery album. And when I listened to it more and more, I think like the only song I could think that I listened to more than once on, off of that album probably arose because I felt him on that one. You know what I mean? It's like you felt how how he felt on that one. So. It was that was that was probably the best song on that album to me, but when he dropped this one, you felt it. You felt the you felt the rage, man. And I just feel like you know he he got to he's got to be a lot more accepting that you know people don't look at it like people just trying to go out and diss him, but the fact that people just expected more from him, and that's not always a bad thing. Sometimes that's a good thing. Like you know you know the effort you put into this one, you know because you could tell there's a lot more effort in. And this one in Kamikaze, then it was in Revival. Definitely. I mean, he came out the gate swinging with the Ranger. I mean, I feel like, um, yeah, Lucky You, Joyner Lucas. Yes, he, yeah, that was that was an amazing joint. Um, I mean, from up until like maybe track 10, it, it was no, really no misses on that. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like Eminem is one of those. Um, it's a it's a tricky case because a lot of people say oh he he used a lot of um and I said this before when he uh this Tyler the Creator I've always said that Tyler the Creator t- tries to take the Eminem approach with a lot of shock value lyrics and stuff like that to get people talking about him and yeah he does say a lot of controversial stuff and whatnot but you know you got some people that can make words rhyme let's not forget Eminem can make an entire sentence rhyme and that's a tough task to do. So I try I try to give, you know, you try not to go at the greats like that, but with Revival, he definitely deserved that criticism. He shouldn't even put that out. But Revival he did. I mean not Revival, he uh but with Kamikaze, he had he had to do that to kind of like resurrect what he wants his career and his legacy to be. Because you don't want your last album to be a dud like that. So Facts. I, I feel like I feel like he the the production was a lot better on this one than on Revival, so I gave him a plus for that. And like I said, the lyrical content was definitely better. I think he's one of those artists, and it's it's a few, but some people it's like in sports. Some people play better when the when the when the stage is brighter. Some people play better when the, you know when when the game is tied instead of when they're up twenty. You know, and he he can he can pull a Robert Ory when he wants to. And, and make the clutch shot. And I think with this one, he did just that. 
even though some of the subject matter was still like typical Eminem. I just think with him, his content didn't change with the times when the times changed and it needed him to. I don't feel like he, you know, he adapted to, you know, he adapted and, and transformed the sound. It's, it still sounds like, you know, the the original Marshall Mathers LP. A lot of his, a lot of his songs. I just leave it at that. Agreed. I would have to agree with you. Um, yeah, I, I feel like Eminem definitely he just needed a fire lit under him, and with the people critiquing revival, I feel like that's that's what it was. Like again, I was saying that he shouldn't you know get super upset and think that people are challenging his entire catalog or that people are entire uh, challenging his uh, lyrical prowess. I don't think anybody was doing that. They were just saying simply what revival was ass, but. Again, if that's what it took for you to come back, uh, come back with this one, then then keep doing it. Then, <laughs> like, I, I don't have no problem with it. I don't no problem with it at all. Um, well, you were saying that you felt like Eminem has never got with the times, and I, while I agree with that, it's still some things that I feel like he still should not do. Like on not alike, that hook was terrible, bro. Like he was. Oh yeah, he, he got was, to stop singing on the hooks. Yeah, he was trying to again like come up with the new cats and like like brain dead eye drops dum, 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 dum. We, 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 like, i was like come on man like this is just this is not you eminem i feel like he i think, I did think that. he did that kind of like the parody was was hot right now though you, i mean with him I with him you that. gotta with him you you gotta you gotta take all things into consideration because he does shit like that without saying he's doing it doing something like that just to get a reaction and you reacted to it. I'm sure it was just right. It fell right into the plan. It was cringy. If he did it on purpose, then then so be it. I mean, the song wasn't bad. Obviously, it was one of my favorites. Uh, but when I heard it, I was like, "What?" Because <laughs> I know he kind of did that on revival too, and it just felt like it. It felt kind of weird. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I guess like he's either he's parodying, uh, parodying it, or he's doing it because he's trying to you know catch up and and do what you know the the new kids or the cool kids do these days so i don't know uh but i, I didn't like that regardless regardless of I, what he was doing shit, i didn't have a problem with that one more than i had a problem with like him just singing on the hooks like him trying to pull the the not afraid route and go and you know it's just like bro just if you go if you need somebody to sing on the hooks just get somebody else because you singing that that's not it bro that that's not it. But isn't it a lose lose? Because it's like if he sings on it, it's bad. But if you get a Pink or a Ed Sheeran or a but, Beyonce but, or Rihanna, I mean, it's not really any better anyway. Because those, those are still anthem type a, of songs, right? There's still a lot of other people you can get that can harmonize on a beat that's not necessarily pop singers to sing. Yo, where's Skylar Gray? Because she was on all over his last couple. I hate Skylar Gray, fam. I'm so glad he did not have her on this damn album. Please, Skylar Gray is like the bane of my existence, yo. Like, just I, I can't stand it. So I'm glad. I'm glad he got he got Jesse Reyes instead instead of Skylar Gray. That's what he did. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't a fan of. I mean, I wasn't a fan of Jesse Reyes uh, either, but definitely uh, a fan I of Skylar Gray or Ed Sheeran. Like none a, of them songs with that he be doing. I'm not a fan of him with pop singers. Period. Facts. That, that just doesn't work for me. Like none of them have ever worked for me. It's just like, what is it? it just look. What is at, at this point? Just let Bizarre sing on the hook. <laughs> Basically, bro. Like I'd rather hear that. He, he killed it on my band, so why not? 
True, true. Um, so Flag, I know that <laughs> AB listened to it, but did you get a chance to listen to the Joe Budden podcast yesterday? No, I did not. Oh man, okay. All right, Ooh, uh, I see you. I see you raving yeah. about it. I might have to check it out. Is it still free, or you have to? No, it's still it's still free. Not it's still free. It's still free. Right. Yeah, until the, I'm gonna check it. I'm gonna check it out while I'm uh so, while I'm out grocery shopping. Yeah, let's let's talk oh, a little oh, bit about that though. It's on YouTube too. Yeah, so. it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube now as well. Yeah, so you can right. you can listen to it. Wait, let's talk about that because with this disc, with with these multiple discs on Kamikaze, Joe Budden seemed very very excited to talk like finally talk about what was going on so he i mean he already talked about what we basically knew but again he dropped some couple of things that i didn't know um so he mentioned how like he wasn't happy for real whenever he got on with eminem because again like just like with d12 he did not treat slaughterhouse how he should have he was saying that like he took um he took joe button off of some songs that they did he said that he'd been basically talking about the situation for a minute but people didn't catch that he was talking about Eminem. Everybody thought that it was all, you know, fine and dandy. But Joe Budden been having problems for years, apparently. And that's, you know, that all led to him retiring. And I think one of the main things that he said, <laughs> it was a couple of things that he said that, I, again, I don't necessarily agree with. But he said that Eminem was the industry plan. He said he was the original industry plan. I said, oh, man, I I don't know about that one, man. That, I got to do some more research. But he said that he's an industry plant. He said that Joe Budden, he said to himself, he's been better than Eminem in the last 10 years. And that's a serious statement. But when you think about it, because we were just talking about this. And, and me and AB. argument for it. Yeah, me and AB Smooth agreed. Eminem has arguably not had a good project since the Eminem show. In my opinion, I would say that he hasn't had a good project since then. And that's when I really stopped listening to Eminem is after the Eminem show. I was like, nah, like this stuff. I'm just not feeling the pop route, fam. I'm not feeling the way that you're going. I'm not feeling that your production has not progressed anymore. You're just you want some other stuff. You're not really showing your lyrical prowess. You're trying to get all these anthem songs going that are going to get on the radio and get top 10 and all of that. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, the Call of Duties, right? Yeah, those anthem songs. So I was like, man, like just hearing it and automatically like being biased. You like, nah, man, that ain't it. I don't, I don't know about that. That's an extremely hot take, Joe Budden. But I mean, maybe he has a point. Maybe he has a point. I feel like a lot of artists were better than Eminem in the last ten years. What do you think about it? Like as far as just projects are concerned, Eminem has just not had that real good run of projects after Eminem show in my opinion so he might be right on that one he might he might be on to something but when you think about it if we're talking about just specifically Joe versus Eminem you still like man like I know that you are a lyrical beast I know that you a lyrical beast Joe but oh man like we we talk about full projects or we just talk about like just lyrical content because I don't know man I don't know I gotta I gotta do some more research and like listen to some more Joe Budden stuff that he did back in the day to really come up with that uh, whether I agree with that or not. But right now I'm gonna say nah, I'm gonna say no nah now. But that was a that was an interesting one. And then another important thing that he said, a lot of people wondering as soon as they heard Joe Budden's name, will he respond? Will he respond? Will he respond? Roy and Mal was like, yo, like I wanna I wanna see this fight. I wanna see this dance. Joe was like, nah, man, I'm not I'm not gonna do it. I'm retired. Like, y'all not gonna get me out here. But 
he did say that Eminem dissed him to uh, as a project rollout. He said if Eminem said something else about him off of this project, that he gonna get in his bag and he gonna go after him. He doesn't want him, he doesn't want Eminem to say something about him on projects. He want Eminem to say something that's not gonna get him money. And then he said, if and only if he does that, that Joe Budden gonna get in that booth right now. And he said he gonna eat his ass up. So you know, you know, him gonna do it, right? I want him to. I want I him to. I want to see is, this. Though. I don't think he is either. Joe Budden said he ain't. He I don't is. think he is. I, I want to see it. The thing, see, this is my theory with him. Let, because I, I think a lot of people like to overhype him when it comes to beef. But let's be real. Who has he really beefed with that was of caliber? Credible. Nah. I'm not gonna say it's not gonna say a lot because a lot of people are gonna say, oh, he, he was beefing with Christina Aguilera, he beefed with Frank Fred Durst and, and none and of those count. None of those count like that, that can't really they can't really outrhyme him and shit like that. Yeah. But I know him I and mean, Nelly had a thing, but they kind of squashed that under the table. So, like there's been nobody who could really go toe to toe with him. No, him like, and Royce had fell out for a minute too, but but he, he didn't neither, even neither one of yeah, neither the, yeah. neither one of them really went. You know, it was that would have been that would have been interesting, but that was on some local like I'm I'm about yeah. to pull up on you type of shit. That was that yeah. was on some some personal stuff. Yeah, especially after he said the shit about proof. After yeah, that, died, yeah, yeah. After that, yeah. they was that on was, some. No, 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 no. It wasn't proof. Thing. It was about it was about they homie bugs that uh oh, yeah, race. That that was when he did that Malcolm X song. He says I'm proof too, but but Bugs was was but not him and Proof. Him and Proof had squashed that before Proof had died though. Yeah, it was before then. Oh, but yeah. he but again he had something to say about all of them. But yeah, it was Bugs before, that was that proof, was the yeah, before that was the Proof had died, they had squashed that. Yeah, facts. You're right. You're right. But yeah, like I don't know because it's like everybody and I, I I can't stand these new these Eminem fans that's trying to give him the body of Ja Rule. Like I, I'm gonna say. Y'all gotta stop that, man. Uh, Whoever you M fans is, like y'all can't say that M killed Ja Rule because Ja Rule was already I, I would say under <laughs> No, I would say I would say 50, 50 left him land and M just kinda like put the one in his head that canceled his credit card. That was that was on some just because they were on the same label type of stuff. I'm a ride with you. Yeah. Like Ja Rule didn't Eminem didn't no, have legit because he, he ja said like some that. shit he said some shit about that man's daughter. He did I mean, he did, yeah, and that's why he right. hopped that's in. Just some but... thing, it's just some things you just don't do. No, but think, why... but think about this, though. Again, that's by association, right? It's like, yeah, exactly. it's like obviously, if you go talk about 50, if your beef was with 50, you're going to talk about everybody around him. 50 did that to the entire uh, the entire squad, right? To the entire Murder Inc. squad. Yeah, he necessarily had beef with them. but that's talk why... about nobody's kids. I mean, bro. this is true. I'm not, I, I'm not dismissing that at all. I'm just saying that's why Eminem jumped in. It was really 50 and Ja Rule be 50 ain't need no help, but Eminem hopped on it because Ja Rule was like, all right, I'm a, I'm not gonna talk about 50. I'm gonna talk about Eminem too, right? All right. Oh snap! I got one for you, AB. Who he beef with? Who? Benzino. I was about to I was about to say that one next, though. I was, I was about to say that one next. Uh, Benzino was a killer out here in these streets, boy. He also beef with cannabis. Yeah. Yeah, he did beef with cannabis. Cannabis, yeah, cannabis. Had problems. 
Cannabis. Yeah. Cannabis, oh, cannabis still in the ground from LL. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that was that didn't go nowhere. <laughs> that didn't go nowhere. Either. He he never he never recovered from that that shit with LL. So that was crazy. That was a popularity contest too, because it yeah. was because because man, that that cannabis disc was kind of cold. I'm not gonna lie, kind of got that was that. I still play that disc to this day. Second round knockout. Mm. Yeah, that was cold, but. Well, sorry. But Just basically, it's proving the point. Like, smart. who who really has like went toe to toe with Eminem? Nobody. Like all those beefs, nothing really happened from it. Cannabis could have, but again, he was already he was already slumped. He was yeah. already slumped from LL. Like Benzino, he, he may have that, may have that reputation, or like I think his I think his reputation is 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 made him more of a uh, more of a threat, more of an icon, and you know he probably should get credit for it at times. Yeah. I think, I think it's like it's like one of them things. Like he comes out, yeah, he comes out, and it's like, okay, you heard what he could do if he's really focused and he's locked in. I don't want to be that guy, but I will say he has taken he has taken a loss before without the person ever having to respond from him. You know who clown <coughs> who clown Eminem the most, the hardest, right? <coughs> Michael Jackson. Oh, ooh, yeah, ooh, Michael God. Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jackson. A lot of people don't remember that. You know he you remember he used to make videos, he used to diss Michael Jackson, right? Yeah. You know what Michael Jackson did, right? I I found oh, out man. what he did. Bought, bought his catalog. <laughs> <laughs> it don't get more gangster than that. <laughs> Mike said, Okay, you got it. I own you. I now. want all of that. And he <laughs> bought he bought the man's catalog and he had it for nine years. Yeah. Oh, yeah it don't get more G than that, bro. <laughs> So he said, yo, you can diss me all you want. I think he sued him. And then Eminem clowned him for suing him. And then yep. he dissed him again. And he said, you know what? I'm going to do something even better. I'm going to get money out of your publishing. And that's what he did. So, you know, Eminem is not immune to taking an L. I mean, because he took a massive L on that one. Yeah, what? that was one that was kind of uh, kind of left under the rug. That's a lot of stuff that people don't, you know what I'm saying? Unless you do your research, you don't know about. But yeah, he he definitely, he definitely did. Yeah. He got him. He, so he's, I mean, I, I I really wanted to know what, what that conversation was him and Nelly had, though, because I know him and Nelly had some words, but it never escalated into anything. But he would have killed Nelly. Oh yeah, Nelly wouldn't. I'm I'm not I'm not riding. For, he would have killed. Uh, I'm not riding for my city on that one. I know he would have done. <laughs> I mean, like Nelly, I realized this ain't KRS one, bro. You don't you don't want these. You don't want that headache. That was still but, a weird one too. I don't even know how or why that manifested, but that was a. It, it, it's just KRS one thinking he's smarter than everybody else, and everybody need to pay homage to him. Like you do need to realize not not everybody grew up listening to you. Not everyone 35 and up grew up listening to Boogie Down production. You just gotta realize that. Yeah. Some some of the, some of the older cats, man, need to but, but he he's one of the most annoying. So <laughs> he is. I, I've never like I've always respected him, but I've never been a huge fan of, of, of his shit. Yeah, right. Okay, so going back to, to the Joe and Eminem thing. So honestly, would you think that Joe Budden will be able to successfully get at Eminem and like seriously make him think about what he did for this and him in the first place? Probably. I think he yes. could say some stuff. I mean, Joe Budden is no slouch. A lot of people like the clown. Used to like the clown him all. Oh, it's the pump it up, dude. Like, no, there's a lot more to him than that, bro. Like, like you gotta bro, listen to a lot of his album joints. Life? Yeah, I mean, anybody <laughs> that's been through some shit. So them two can both kind of relate to each other. 
anybody that's been through some stuff, man, and they they not they not too too proud to put in their records, and they they like a lot of like really transparent with the stuff that they deal with. I mean, you got to think about it. What are they? What are they not willing to do? What not willing to say? Like, if they'll say it, me, they'll say this, and they'll clown themselves. What do you think they'll do to you? Yeah, this yeah. this man said, "I love it." He's like, "I love this stuff," and I was like, "Come on, man! Like, just diss him. Just just go back at him." I think he made like four or five diss tracks on Drake alone. I'm just glad. I'm just glad. I'm just glad that Joe was getting his getting his just due. I really am. It's been a long time coming, man. He had been through it. I fully understand. 110% understand why he does everybody not like the, calling uh, him the a rap hater game. And an old head. Now everybody hangs on his opinion and his, you know, his his uh, his take on everything. Now, funny how that happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny how that and, and who right? And who's and who's 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 over there? Everyday struggle, struggling every day. Oh boy. Academics. Oh, boy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And then I also forgot to mention another person who who came out with a diss track. That was Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Machine Gun Kelly, he he was like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna take the full opportunity to come at you. You're not gonna talk about me like this and and get away with it." Now I will say that Machine Gun Kelly he didn't, started it. He didn't really say anything that we haven't heard of before. It was done in a clever way. I, I'm not I'm not gonna say that yeah, this track was. was whack. It was I, I liked it. Right. I messed with it, but. It wasn't anything on the Joe Button levels that he could potentially go to. I felt like when that podcast came out yesterday and we really heard what Joe Button had to say about Eminem, that was enough for me. Like, MGK, that, that stuff can die. If he made another diss track about you, I'd be surprised. But Joe Button is the real one who I feel like, <laughs> I don't know if he's ready for that, man, because Joe Button, I, I think he's ready. I think he's ready. He's just waiting on that one moment. To finally go back in the booth and just go at him, so I'm willing to see it. I'm willing to say I think that this could potentially be one of the both, best beefs ever. Yeah, I think they both. I think they both will have some some some, some dirt fire. on each other. Yeah. But let's not forget, you know, you know, Joe Budden was going through some 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 stuff when he first got on Slaughterhouse, which was hence the reason Slaughterhouse even formed because none of their solo careers was really doing anything. Right. So, yeah. M, M is M is heavy as like uh, is uh, really uh, heavily uh, tactful when it comes to uh, going at people. So just you just gotta really uh, ask yourself: Do you want that? Because you don't know which Eminem is gonna show up. But most of the time, when it has to do with beef, you're gonna get that. You know, you're gonna get that that shit. <laughs> That's yeah. all I can say. So be prepared. It's, it's a possible it's war be a pit bull fight. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. It's gonna be a fight because, I mean, Joe got a good. His beef record is pretty pretty nice too. He didn't win as quality people like the whole. He went at all of G Unit and Game Dang. at the same time. So it was just like, just that alone was just like, okay, that that's gonna be nice. So I'm I'm excited. And Joe looked like he had that wish a nigga would in the podcast just off his voice alone. So. <laughs> Nah, no, he was MG- he was ready. Yeah, like the MGK this was like, okay, this is cute. You feel me? It's cool. Nice little little something. It wasn't great. Like everybody was hyping it up as exactly. I think everybody was just hyping it. Oh my god, this is machine gun Kelly stuff. When I seen people on Twitter saying, Oh, it would do if you got two days to spell, oh, it's over for like <laughs> this remind this remind me of NBA live fans. Yeah. 
<laughs> when did they announce females was coming into the game and stuff like that? Oh, it's something different. Oh, RIP 2K is over. It's over. And then you get the finished Same product, game. and it's, it's kind of like, okay, this is this is pretty much what I played last year right. for the most part. Right. You know what I mean? So it's it, when you get it and it's right there in front of you, like you can smell it and it smells good as hell. But when you get a taste of it, it it don't taste no different than the spot you you have you go to around the corner. You know what I mean? It just doesn't it just doesn't really do anything for my appetite. And that's how I feel with the machine gun Kelly disc. I think he he started it by commenting on this man's daughter. That's the only that's one of the only things you can do to really set that dude off. And she he was commenting on at his the daughter. time, by the way. Yeah, it's like yeah. That's a, I mean, like, are we not gonna address that? You know? man talking about a, an underage girl. That was 2012 when he said this shit. You're supposed to be one of my peers and you claim you looked up to me and I'm I'm one of your in- influences, but yet you're gonna speak on my like I'm I don't have a daughter, so I'm just saying it though, but if somebody was to comment on that, yeah, I would, I would, the light bulb would go off too, and it would explode, and I'd be ready to go for blood as well. If that yeah, shit is creepy, music at that. Maybe he has a daughter, so I know he yeah. can attest to what I'm saying. Like that's yeah. that's some creepy shit. So I would have went at him too, but don't. So don't turn around and say, "Oh, you, oh, I'm coming back. I'm coming at you because you said something to me." Like, don't forget what you nah, said first, bro. Exactly. And at that point, like when you bring somebody kids into it, bro, it, it ain't even about music no more, in my opinion. Yeah, that's coming on, on my daughter. I'm coming for you as a man in person. Like it, it's some real issues. It's some. If I see you on the streets, I'm gonna slap this. You know, I ain't gonna say it. y'all know the rest of shit. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't know. That man tripping on that. I can't get behind that. That's another reason why that disc to me just was like, bro, come on now, like that's. You like that, you that, know what you did to get this man riled yeah. up, so you can't complain about him trying to quote unquote blackball you. Like, bro, you said something about this man daughter while she wasn't. That's yeah, bro. I ain't even gonna get into she that. She ain't that's old enough to drink yet, bro. Don't even comment on that. But yeah, that I mean, was, am I the only one that felt like this? Am I the only one that felt like that song itself that he came out with? It was like punchline, punchline, bunch of filler stuff in between. Couple punchline, punchline bunch more filler in between i didn't really i just felt That's like i was just exactly i found myself sitting there waiting for him to say something else about him but it was like nothing else in the middle of it and like you didn't say nothing it was just like yeah i'm a no 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 okay oscar grouch oh i'm not afraid and then he it's say like some the, other stuff it's like the eight mile like, situation it, like say say something else that they don't know about me like we already knew all right. that stuff it wasn't anything new or exciting yeah i'm not i'm not I'm, i give him. i give him. um I give him a, a you got balls thumbs up. I give him an A for effort for even trying. Yeah, like, <laughs> but but he he's out of he is out of his league. And I, I a couple people on Twitter were like, oh you going you you an Eminem stand? I'm like not not even not ever. You know what I mean? I'm I'm far from an Eminem stand, but I can appreciate what he does and what he has done. You can't discredit what he has done, and you can't discredit you can't forget the fact that. He made a living basically off of stuff like this, and he, you know, he's gonna relish that opportunity if he decides to respond to it. it it's his realm. It's his realm. Yeah, so you step into you, 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 you stepped into the cage with a lion, and thought you was gonna come out with a, with, with him just licking you on the face, happy to see you. No, <laughs> you're gonna get mauled. Right, <laughs> that's what's gonna happen because that's in their nature. You are in their element. You're in their space. Right, just don't do, man. You just don't do that.
So yeah, we're we're gonna see if anything comes there. I would say the MGK, like his relevance was lost when he stopped fucking Amber Rose, to be honest. Like everybody just stopped. They were like, nah, like we good with you. Like he didn't really come out with anything else music wise. That... Wasn't fucking huh? Oh, wasn't. Right. I mean, it's just the rappers, bro. <laughs> like that's true, man. So so yeah, like ain't nobody really checking MGK no more. Unfortunately, I thought that he might have might have kind of like got it somewhere, but nah, it ain't happened, bro. So. Again, A for effort for you, MGK, but I think the real situation is uh is this potential Joe and Eminem situation. So uh so A B, you said that you don't think that M's gonna respond? I don't. I really don't. Just because like, you know, track history, I don't think M is really ever equal with anybody that's of his caliber in that same I'm not saying that he in the same bracket as Joe, like career wise, but skill wise they kind of in the same bracket like joe can deliver whereas better than anybody else that he's ever faced so i don't see and i also don't see the benefit of eminem going back at joe besides a pride so i mean if he does i'm, I'm gonna be all for it but i just don't see it happening i don't see either of them getting in the booth at this point Mm-hmm. If like you said that you think he might, then you gonna go say something. Oh, who are we talking about, about Joe? Uh, then Eminem gonna say something about yeah. Joe again, off of, I, off of the project. I think, I think he, I think he can. I'm not gonna, I'm not 100 sure that he will. I think he'll do it, but he'll do it in a like a, in a more tactful way. I don't think he's just gonna throw it out. Joe like like really go at him. I think he'll say his name again just to kind of kind of like poke the bear a little bit, see what he's gonna do see if Joe Budden is really like fully invested and all in like he claimed he would be I don't think he's gonna like really say anything malicious at this point I think he kind of like if I say what I had to say now that's that your move if you want to take it further you take it further yeah that's that's basically how it was pretty much I think they can just know they they gonna do the equivalent of rap beef phone tag bro is just gonna keep going back and forth like you move like you know with two people about to fight and they whoever like, hit my hand first swing. Yeah, you, uh, whoever you, you my hand first, knock the stick off my shoulder type shit. Yeah, like they just keep pushing each other, so don't be a big ass shoving match. Shoulder to shoulder, really mm-hmm. gonna be swinging. You know, that's the only thing I see coming out of this one. But hopefully, I'm wrong because I would love to see a heavyweight brawl. But we'll see. It's hip hop, man, and that's what's been missing. Because all these dudes too scared to say to say something about the other one because they want to do. They all want to do songs together. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. It's hip hop, man. It's lyrical sparring, yo. That's what, that's the essence, yo. That's what this shit was built off of competition. Right. So I have no problem with that whatsoever. But they act like they can't lyrically spar and still get on the song together. Y'all long as they don't get, long they don't get, long as they don't become a physical altercation or somebody end up losing their life personal. or something like that because of it, then that's that's fine. Right. It's pretty much. Because right. I'm tired of these little, like, whack-ass disses and everybody bigging them up like they just the greatest thing ever. Like, this, the whole Pusha T and Drake situation, that beef was kind of, it was meh it at was best. One-sided. <laughs> that's, yeah. why, that's why it, it was, was one-sided. Even, like, all the beefs we had, let's think about it. It was Drake and Meek Mill, Drake and Pusha T, and then what other beefs have we really had within the last, like, five years? Nothing else really significant. Nothing, I know uh, if I can't think of if I can't think of it, it really wasn't. I know young exactly. Yo Gotti and Young Dolph were beefing. They were like I mean, kind of yeah, throwing but... stuff. Like Young Dolph did a whole song about him and mentioned his name multiple times. And Yo Gotti ain't say nothing. He ain't mentioned his name, but he was throwing shots at him. 
And I mean that, that that almost led to I mean, that almost led to some physical stuff though. I mean it it was a real real rap beef. That is hood beef. Time so like that's not even really like rap beef. And then and then it goes back to how is them two going lyrically spar? Like don't They're, get me no, wrong. No, they don't. I they can't lyrically spar. <laughs> yeah, I get, I listen to some young golfer, some young Gotti in the club, but. Yeah, but it's just like, but but that's how but that's how I got to what it was. That's how I got to the whole shooting shooting up Young Dolph's truck. I mean, because right, listening to them too, that's that's the equivalent of like uh, having a coloring book contest. Like who can oh color inside the lines? Oh like God, come on, man, let's, let's not, who can color inside the lines the best, bro? Like a bunch of bunch of second graders, man. Like come on. But yeah, good. Wait, you I don't mean, even that's use the, lyrical in them two in the same sense. But but that's the point though. Yeah, it, it really hasn't been anything really significant lyrically, uh, lyrical wise, um, in a long time. So I want to see something manifest for this. But just to wrap this up. As far as Eminem is concerned, I don't think that anybody sure. will doubt that he is a lyrical monster. Everybody knows that. Nobody has ever said, "Oh man, Eminem cannot spit." We all know this. Ever since you came in the game, we know that you can spit. Eminem's problem has always been the biased people who, when they heard all this stuff up until Eminem show, they were like, "Oh man, like he, he's top three, like he's he's one of the best rappers ever." And then after that, all they, yeah, all his projects just fell off. And when you had that little period, it was hard for even me to say, "Man, like you, you were my favorite rapper ever." Just because your projects were not as good, and it was, and it wasn't just one like you, uh, you mentioned Flock, like the uh, Jay Z with Kingdom Come. That's one album that people thought wasn't so good, right? But Eminem has multiple mm-hmm. ones throughout that time span, and people were like, I don't know, man. Like this ain't. I think everything after that. I think everything after that, people kind of tried to dissect. Like people, people were criticizing the Blueprint Three. People criticized American Gangster. Like he just was in a different lane at that point. So, like you got to realize by this time. I mean, Jay Z was almost bad, by this time Jay Z was all by this time Jay Z was almost forty, so it's like you're you're not gonna put out them, you know, you're not gonna put out. Can I get a, you know, what I'm saying and and shit like that, and you know, what I'm saying I, I just wanna love you, you know, what I'm saying you're not gonna put out those types of songs all the time. He just reminded me of their beef, uh, Cameron and Jay Z. <laughs> that was funny, mm-hmm. but Jay Z say that though. <laughs> but their beef was funny. Uh, he did. He just uh, he, uh, subliminally, he did, he just, subliminally. Yeah, yeah, he did when he call him uh what he called the dudes but he talked about all of them but he said it in like a like a more clever way to kind of like push off kid you bug me one of them type of jokes yeah that's that's what jay-z likes to do so uh but i mean yeah i I still like when you compare both of them like i still feel like jay-z's catalog is much better than eminem's Again, oh, again, the only yeah, the no only dud that a lot of people say is Kingdom Come. Looking like LeBron in the finals, man. To be honest with you, for me, because there's only really like three really good albums, and then the rest of them is kind of either meh or just trash. Right. So, with all that being said, what are we giving this album though? <laughs> yes, that's what I want to know. So I want to know what Mr. AB Smooth is giving Kamikaze. I'm giving that shit a solid two, nothing more. Solid two, nothing more. Okay, what about you, Flock? This is hard, man. Uh, I'm a, I'm, I'm middle, I'm, I'm like, I'm middle of the road. I mean, first of all, my favorite song on that was "Lucky You" with Joyner Lucas, and then, believe it or not, I like Venom a lot. I thought that song was cleverly done. What? Yeah, interesting. You gotta, you gotta really, when you really listen to it, you, I thought that song was, was. It was done pretty clever, especially since it's for the movie. And you could tell when you listen to it, 
that he actually pays attention to you know the actual characters you yes, get what sir. I'm saying like you you, yeah you, you like he actually researched before he made the song that's what I can appreciate you're not just on there making a song for a soundtrack or for you know for an album I mean not an album for uh, a movie or something like that you're just saying stuff just the obvious he was legit going through the whole like the symbiotic process of it that's what like that's why i say a lot of shit that eminem does it goes unnoticed by the untrained ear and that's why i could i could uh i could i could appreciate that i think venom was was a surprise song on there and because it wasn't expected either but it was i, I liked it so um i'll get an album just because of how bad revival was i think he came back you know he came back a lot stronger i'll give it a a middle of the road i want to get this a three I'll, I'll just give it a three. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm also going to give it a three because, again, like you said, like I feel like it was a great bounce back from Revival. Like Revival was just kind of like erased from my mind. I tried to erase it because, again, I'm always battling with myself where I want to place Eminem on my hip hop route, uh, Mount Rushmore. I want to put them up there, but again, like I can't, nah. I can't do Tank. it with, I can't, I can't do it with them, with them terrible albums, man. But again, he will always be a top three lyricist in my opinion, top five. Um, if he, if you want to go into some other people that underrated, but, um, like man, like I, I really like this album compared to Revival, man. Like it was, we just, gotta do one of them too. Oh yeah, hit by my rush, uh, my Rushmore. What we think is yeah. the top, yeah. We gotta do that. Facts facts we'll definitely get to that but yeah i'm gonna give it a three man i'm gonna give it a three i feel like i can't give it any higher because again he did kind of uh kind of go back to his regular sound on a couple of these songs but the first half i feel like the first half was very very strong for me and lucky you like just that song alone just uh it, it really opened my eyes to <laughs> to the old eminem that we that we once knew and loved so i mean like i said before like if it takes if it takes you listening to critics shit on your stuff to get you that mad that you're gonna go in the booth and spit like this then we need to make you mad more often maybe we'll get this type of <laughs> m uh all the time man and, and keep working with so many people man like keep exploring these other beats don't do take keith no more though you can you can do mike will made it just just no i don't know and the industry need to leave take keith alone they need to stop getting played this man is out here getting back selling y'all the same beat over and over stop it please yeah i don't i don't know where that collab came from that was that was really bad but uh just don't put take keith on there but explore with some other artists explore with some other producers and get some more sounds and i think that I think that we can have better Eminem projects um, until he, you know, finally decides that he's done for good. Because I thought that he would have been done for good years ago, to be honest. But he kept going, and then we got this surprise project because he was mad at everybody, and you could tell he's listening. I mean, it's <laughs> like he's listening to Breakfast Club, he's listening to Everyday Struggle, he's listening to the Joe Budden podcast. He's hearing what you all are saying, so maybe he'll listen to this too. Uh, maybe, hopefully, hopefully, but. Yeah, I liked it, man. I, I thought that this was good. I thought it was good. So I give it a three. I uh I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for being a surprise project as well. So Well damn, I look like a hater now. Nah, I'm not <laughs> mad. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad with you for how you feel about it. But again, like comparing it to revival, I think that's why I gave it a high score. Just because that was just so bad and this was a breath of fresh air for me. I agree with that. That oh my God. Whew. 
okay, yeah, next thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that was it, man. It was a long drawn out topic, just just how I thought it was gonna be, but that was our review on Eminem Kamikaze. So let's move on to the next section. Song of the week. Song of the week. My choice this week is going to be Busta Rhymes and Give Me Some More. I generally pick songs that I have those vivid thoughts on what I was doing at the time. And I distinctly remember this song because I don't know if any of you remember the box, but I, yeah, yeah. You know, Ooh, that's a throwback. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So I used to turn oh to that station, bro. Yeah. I was a little youngin. I ain't had no money, no credit cards, no nothing, but I used to stay tuned to the box just to see this video fam i was like yo somebody please order that this video was so thought like buster rhymes man like he had some crazy videos back in the day man crazy crazy videos but just this one hype williams yeah i mean that's the one with the little blue monster yes yes in the house uh used to direct all his videos yeah so hype Hype williams Williams was, was a genius he was man he used to do some crazy stuff but yeah buster rhymes i feel like he he uh he pushed it out even more whenever he did a Busta Rhymes video, but man, this yeah. song yo like Busta Rhymes was in his bag on this one, man. He was definitely in his bag. Like this, this is so it was so funny, man. So if y'all have never seen this video, forgive me some more. Just go look it up on YouTube and you'll see how crazy it is. But but again, I just remember like just staying glued to the TV, just hoping I could see the video over and over and over, just because I thought it was so dope. Um, I wouldn't say that this was my introduction to Busta Rhymes, but it was one of the songs that like really made me a fan of him. Cause like I wasn't, um, I wasn't really in tune with the Tribe Called Quest back in the day, so I didn't hear any of that stuff until a little bit later. I had to go back and I'm like, okay, so that's how you know how you came up or whatever. But I heard a lot of his stuff when uh, when when he was doing his own thing. So this was when I really became a fan of Busta Rhymes. So that's my song of the week. Buster Rhymes, give me some more. So, uh, Flock, what you got for us this week, man? Uh, y'all know I typically go the um, typically go the old older route. You no, know, I go back and try to put y'all up on some some stuff that you may not have caught or something you may not have heard in a long time or may have heard once and was like unsure about it. But this time around, I'm going to go a uh, very uh, current. I mean, like like a year old current i'm gonna go with i don't know if you're going to her or just her um i've been i've been listening to her music a lot lately so i'm gonna go with focus h to the e to the r dope incredible song in my opinion nice r&b tune ride that while you you know what I'm saying play that while you riding you know with your girl or, or whoever you know your significant other is uh yeah dope song I like it a lot. I actually love that song. Real shit. So y'all check that out. 2017. Okay. No, this one 2018. Or was it? Uh nah, I think it was 17. I may be right. Uh, I, I, I believe it was 17. She just dropped a new project though. Yeah, it was 17. <sighs> so I was right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Last yes, year. sir. Okay. All check right. that one. Check that one out. Off of, uh self-titled uh there yep, you go. Her. Mm-hmm. All right, AB Smooth, what you got for us as our guest? You know, man, I got to represent where I'm from. I don't have you no know, San Francisco music specifically, but this is a song that uh, 
you know, as a wee lad growing up in the Bay Area in high school, it's, it's a song that really touched my heart. And it's called Not My Job by Mac Dre. Uh, Mac Dre. <laughs> you you got to pay respect, pay homage to the legends. And uh, the main reason why I wanted to have this for my song of the day is I seen P-Lo quoted some lyrics on Twitter and it got all the fake feminists riled up not knowing that it's a song so you know just go ahead and give that a listen it's real chill and mellow beat like y'all know i make so you know something something nice okay not mad at the mac dre all right so let's move on to the next topic topic of the week fellas how important are features in your music career now this one might get some different as actually i'm sure it will uh, between us but i know that there are some people that feel like features will kill your music career if you have too many because you're not really bringing out what you can bring to the table and there might be those people that are only listening to you for the feature that you do have but then there are those people who i feel like maybe aren't as strong on their own stuff and those people just won't listen or give you a chance unless you have a couple of features. I'm not saying you got to have it littered with whatever that you come out with, whatever product that you come out with. But you got to have it littered with features. But maybe a couple just to just to get people to, to actually like take a listen and like, oh, OK, well, this person is kind of nice. Maybe I'll listen to the rest of their stuff that they have solo. So. How important do you all think are features in your overall music career? It doesn't have to be somebody who's who's a, a A plus artist. It could be anybody, even one of your homies who you just trying to put on. You just want to have on there uh, just to give a different type of feel to whatever song that you're coming out with. Uh, so we'll start with you, AB. How important do you think the uh, features are in your music career? Uh, I, I want to say important, but I want to say not important at the same time, because as we all know, you know, we have certain artists who are going platinum with no future, you know, but at the same time, I think when you up and coming, you kind of need features to help get that buzz going. So you need to do something to kind of show you can stand with these, these big names and stand with these people and you can rap with them and to get your name buzzing, to try to widen your audience. But at the same time, if you do it too much, if you become dependent on it, then it makes it look like you don't have the skill to be able to make your own art on your own. And if you can't make art on your own, is it really your art, you know? So I'd say if I was to give it like a percentage wise, I'd probably say it's like 50% important because there's a thin line between doing it to where it works and then overdoing it so it just really depends on the artist in the situation too because then you got some people who are quote-unquote artists you know like some of these producers who are turned rappers they're gonna need features because ain't nobody trying to hear you know sunny digital make an album if he don't got 21 savage and all those other people he produced for on it but yeah that's my opinion on it Okay, okay, so you said about 50-50, so halfway important. All right, Flock, how important do you think the features are in a music career? I say, I'm going to say 30%. Mm, I'm going to take it way lower. I'm going to say 30. Um, I say reason being, um, I take uh, the most obvious um, answer I can have for that is um, take 
who a lot of us, including myself, consider to be the greatest MC of all time, which is the Notorious B.I.G. Um, he only had one feature on his debut album, Ready to Die, and that was Method Man. One feature. And and, and Method got him on that song they did, the what? I don't that's the truth. Um he only had one feature on that. So I don't think that it's always as important because that that album had critical acclaim. It did really well. And that was a debut album. So I don't think you always have to have because if your lyrical ability is as great as his was at the time, your lyrics and your style and your flow will speak volumes for itself. People will eventually check for it. And this is pre-internet age where it was a lot harder to get to be heard a lot, you know what I'm saying? A lot more difficult to be seen. I mean, people in New York knew about Big years before we all did because he was there. It wasn't the internet where you could just go on SoundCloud and, hey, check this out, or go on YouTube, hey, check this out. Or, you know, we wouldn't have sent in that shit to GI Radio back in 90. <laughs> you, know so, you know what I mean? So it was, that's just what it, that's just what it was. So I don't think it's as, um, I think for, so for people that's not as, I don't want to say talented, but not as uh, lyrically savvy as like a Big was. It's like take like um another one Nas Illmatic mm. I, I could think of maybe one I think he had uh AZ on Life's a Bitch and I'm trying to think of who else he had on his album and that's 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 an all-time classic album five mics in the source you know what I mean that's an all-time classic album how many features did Nas have on there I think one if I'm not mistaken and I know that album front to back, and I don't know why it's like such <laughs> such a puzzle for me right now. But I'm thinking like I can only think of AZ being on there. So that's 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 just saying it right there. That's to people when people say, "Oh, we'll prove it." Like I just did two critically claimed all time great albums, only had one feature on them. So I just feel like if you if if lyrically you're a monster, people will check for you. I mean, it's cool to have someone co-sign you. If you co-sign by someone that's known, they don't necessarily have to be on your album. But if you co-sign by somebody that's known, I think that helps. But I don't think that features are like a mainstay. Like it's, I don't think it's necessary. I think it helps, but I don't think it's necessary. Okay, okay. Um, I don't necessarily want to give mine a percentage, but I also feel like it's dependent on who we're talking about. Um, there are still some artists that are again critically acclaimed now that i would have never heard of unless they were on somebody else's song i'll tell you the first time that i heard j cole and that was on blueprint 3 a star is born and i heard this i said whoa i said who is this dude here and then i went back and listened to the warm-up and the come up i said okay j cole kind of nice they Cole kind of nice right here um besides degrassi i didn't know that drake was actually serious about um rapping and singing and I, I first heard him uh, on this song with Trey Songs, and I was like, okay, I was like, this is this is kind of all right. So it's it's always those kind of people. Um, I would say uh, like Chance. I I didn't hear about him until honestly, I I didn't hear about him until uh, Childish Gambino. And then it, so you know, what, what it sound like you saying though, Jay? It sound like the features doing more for the person that's being featured as opposed to the artist that's already you know that's yeah, already yeah. But it's it kind of it kind of also because I think a Lupe Fiasco on Touch the Sky, you yeah, know what I mean? Stuff also like that. the same thing, yeah, yeah. And that and that kind of like it's more like a cosign, but it's still a feature. Um, it's, but yeah, it's kind of like the other way around. Like I don't, exactly. it's not yeah, it's not the features on your own stuff. It's you being featured on somebody else's stuff who's already established. 
so i mean yeah that is important um and then once you end up i guess getting to that point where you can rock by yourself then maybe it's not as important so yeah maybe it's maybe at the end of the day it's really not as uh, important it's just i just it's kind of like the other way around getting co-signed more than getting featured itself or a feature or you having features on your own stuff uh, but again i still kind of go back to like whenever it's your own projects and you're having people featured um, I still go back to it having like a different type of feel when you have somebody else on your stuff um, rather than whenever you're doing your own stuff. Again, I guess it just depends on like where you're trying to go with whatever project or whatever single that you're coming out with. I feel like it's it's always nice, but yeah, maybe it it isn't as important as uh, as, as I originally thought. Maybe it's just the cosigns that are the most important. So it's, it's you being featured on other people's stuff. That uh, that probably ends up being the most important thing for the people that like just need that little push to end up getting to the point where they are. So, uh, so yeah, I guess if I give a percentage, I would say not as low, uh, not as, I mean not as high either. Um, just like Flock said, like thirty percent. So, yeah, I I was switching my whole mindset there because yeah, you're right. <laughs> I ain't no saying, saying like it was it was the other way around. I'm like damn, hold on. Yeah, so. and that's what I was saying too when I was. You just got to know album. My fault, AB. You just got to know album history. That's all. True. Yeah. Because I, I think it definitely helps more to be featured than to have featured. So yeah, I, I get that too. <laughs> okay. Damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean to twist y'all up. Like no, no, that, no, no, I, no. That's no. I that's, just really have to good. break it down like that because I, I, when I think of stuff, when people say that. I hear that all the time, like, oh, you gotta, you gotta um, have other people on there and stuff like that to give. Like, no, nah, you don't always do because some of the greatest albums, you know, around had minimal, the most minimal amount of feature. Because right. I don't want it to take. My thing is with me, I don't want it to take away from what you bring. I don't want to just mess with this because because he got, you know, he because he got Nicki Minaj. And, he got, you know what I'm saying, this person on there, that person, you know what I'm saying, right, you yeah, shouldn't right. have to have all these people on your album for your album to be considered a classic album like, is is it considered that you have a classic album or is that album classic because of the amount of people or the quality of people that you have on there, I want to know what you can do, because then when that next album comes and you forced to do it yourself and that budget ain't going to be you know, what it was in the beginning, that's how a lot of people get hit with that sophomore mm. jinx because they don't know what to do this next time around. Your first album should be like your most personal. Like I take, like when I was bringing albums up, take another one, one of my favorite albums ever, Reasonable Doubt from Jay-Z. I can't, who the only only feature he had on there was, he had a young Memphis Bleak on Coming of Age that nobody knew. So that did more for Bleak than it did for Jay. Then he had, mm. he had Biggie on Brooklyn's Finest, which did more for Jay than it did for Big, you know what I'm saying? Because Big was already established at this point. So I can't think of anybody else he had featured. Well, of course he had Foxy Brown, which did more for Foxy Brown because they brought Foxy Brown out with uh with Ain't No Nigga. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. So it I mean it the, his features did more for more so two out of the three, it did more so for the the people that were featured than him. So they were all starting out at the same time. So they were kind of like helping each other. But that album would have would have withstood the test of time, and it still does to this day without that. So, you know, three features on there. I mean, Mr. Bleak, are we really gonna? 
consider Memphis Bleak, you know, someone that's going to help the album? <laughs> nah. I mean, let's just be real. Nah. I mean, a young Foxy Brown, you had like a 17-year-old Foxy Brown that no one knew who she was. So, I'm just saying, man. Nah, There's a lot of classic albums out here that 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 you don't need these big these big name features and stuff like that. I think the cosign helps, but true. I think features I think features are more beneficial for the person that's being featured. Well, how you build a lot in most cases. How you feel about singles though with features on your singles because I, I think feel that, like that's that's great yeah on your that's, single could definitely give you a yeah push that's to, great so where you don't need as many features on your album so at the same time i feel like it uh i wouldn't say it's more it makes it important but it definitely helps to have like you feel me if you do have a kendrick feature on your single like i'm pretty sure that rich the kid album probably did or whoever it was famous dex whatever when he had that kendrick feature that definitely yeah, helped rich his album go yeah yeah. Freezer, yeah yeah that definitely helped his album a little bit more than what it did because not only you got all the kendrick fans now listening to you like oh this song is cool so it's like all right well who is this kid i'm gonna check him out and then all right so would we consider would we consider pimp to pimp a butterfly classic album in my eyes, yes. My in my opinion, yes. You know who you know who the only person features on the album was? Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And that did more for Rhapsody. No, no, no. And that did Yeah, more on there. On there <clears throat> but yeah, I mean Oh, we talking about every yeah, time talking about rap, then yeah, Rhapsody. Uh, yeah. If we talking about, about just I'm, rappers, then yeah. 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 I'm not I don't I don't consider I don't consider having someone singing a hook or, or something like that really really that you know considered because we talking about in the realm of hip hop right now. Kendrick really don't really have that many features on his albums. That's a, that's what I'm saying. That's why a lot. That's why we can put him in that in that yeah. space because the only feature he had on that was Rhapsody. And that did more for Rhapsody's career than it did for Kendrick's. He did have Snoop right. Dogg on there too? Oh, he did. But that was like, was he just on there talking though? Yeah, he yeah he, he said like the older bridge. Smoothie, woody. I love I love Snoop. I love Snoop, but Snoop ain't Snoop ain't made nothing. <laughs> Hey, no, hey, but I I agree with you though. Hey, I, hey, I I agree bro, with you with the rap thing. The West Coast I love hey. Snoop. My first <laughs> my first words was I love Snoop, I but <laughs> see Dog, that Doggy part. Style is one of my favorite albums ever, bro. That hey. production on the album was insane. I love Doggy Style. I feel you though. It definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I love okay. Doggy Style. This guy, bro. <laughs> I, I, I feel you though. I feel what you're trying to say. Even though I knew, yeah. I personally knew Rhapsody before that. I know a lot of people did not. So hey, I, that I album. heard Rhapsody before that too. Yeah. Y'all already know I did. So I don't even... Man, you know, Knife Wonder, my guy. So whenever he puts somebody on, I got to listen. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, that sounds. Yeah, that's, that was it for that. Okay. All right. And then the final topic debate time. What is the most important part of an artist's longevity? live appearances or a plethora of projects we're gonna start off with flock on this one what is more important yeah (laughs) live (laughs) live i think you should go first on this one jay i really think i should (laughs) i really do you think i I, I got a feeling we i got a feeling um we we have a contrast and opinion Mm. on this one i would say on this one live appearances and I say that just because I feel like when people go on tour, again, that's where the money's going to continue flowing. That's where more people are going to continue to see you, especially if it's an international tour. 
You're going to get more eyes on you. You're going to get those people constantly spending their money on your merch. I feel like this is going to overall in the lifespan of your career is going to keep you relevant. Obviously, projects, obviously bringing out more music is important. It's very important. But I feel like having those live appearances, going on those tours, showing up at these clubs and stuff, and overall just showing your fans that you care, that you're there, that you're you're not afraid to uh, to uh, come out and see everybody, uh, have them shake your hand, uh, sign stuff, get autographs, all that stuff, get pictures, all that stuff. I feel like that's that's way more important to your overall longevity um, than than just coming out with with a whole bunch of projects. Because again, I feel like a, an artist, a real good artist, can come out with like three or four classics, and they could just rock off of that for the rest of their life. And as long as they're classics. If they're very, very well received with your longtime fans, then you don't need to just come out with a whole bunch of projects. I feel like those can stand the test of time at the at the end of the day before you end up, you know, leaving this earth. So I feel like live appearances are, are more important. Funny. You want to go, AB? Uh, I'm kind of torn between this because I'm I'm thinking about a lot of the artists that I listen to that aren't really newer artists but older artists like the people that i listen to they still dropping projects you know but they also still touring and then there's a couple people that aren't dropping projects but they still touring off the old stuff um but i'm i'm gonna preface this here is like now for artists that are alive are still with us today i think live appearances obviously is gonna be the way to get it but for somebody like, for example, Tupac, Mac Dre, Biggie Smalls, like I think it has to be projects. You got to get that content to be for us to go back and listen to, and be like, okay, well, I remember this album from when I was seventeen, but then there, you know, there's also this album from when I was twenty. There's this album from several years back. There's these mixtapes, like. For example, when I was growing up, you know, Lil Wayne went on that mixtape run where he was dropping damn near a new mixtape every two months, you know, and that just provided us with so much content that you couldn't listen to it that whole summer. You had stuff that you was listening to that was probably like two, three months old that you didn't hear for like a year after it came out. So, uh... I'm I'm probably go with projects because it's still big people right now. Like I know Mariah Carey's still putting out projects, and I haven't not once wanted a Mariah Carey project since like '98. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. With me, um, I, I gotta say, no one is more important than the other. Reason being, um. I, I do believe that um, the live appearances help. Uh, prime example, and I'm gonna give you like two two ways of example. <clears throat> you could say you know having more projects is more beneficial, but you take like I know every city. I know I know they have them at least twice a year here that they had like these. You hear it on the radio or see it like on a on a billboard or something. Legends of hip hop or legends of whatever, like even R and B acts. Right. You'll see like a SWV and Joe to see if somebody they'll go on tour. They pretty much performing a lot of the old stuff. And people just want to see them. Um, you take and they got a they got a you know pretty 
decent sized catalog of music to go through and you know and, and perform. But then you mm-hmm. take some of these like that you would consider one hit wonders, like what's the song uh It Takes Two to make that's on like commercials all the time, raw bass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the dude really had two songs that people look listen to. But when he goes and performs that stuff, people go ape shit crazy over it. This is just them two songs. You know what I'm saying? So you go and perform that with somebody else. So, I mean, people will still check for you, but, I mean, you can't really, like, be considered, you know, an attraction. And then I'll take it on the, uh, on the flip side, live appearances. I mean, you take what's that, what's hot now, uh, what's the shit on BT with the Bobby Brown shit, right? Yeah. New edition. They can go and they can go and tour anytime they feel like it because they have such a large variety of music. People, you know what I'm saying, from, I'll say from age 50 to 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 fucking 30 we'll go and check them out because of the 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 ram the array of music that they have and from you know so so long i mean they they came out in the early 80s and then they were making music up until what like thousands so they have a lot of music and they can go all over the place and do these live appearances and i don't say that 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 it, it plays a part in the longevity because I think your longevity is your body of work. You know what I mean? Right. How much body of work you put in. That's why guys like LL Cool J, you know what I mean, who just like within the past few years stopped making music. You know what I mean? Have, could have a 30 year career. That's why I think a lot of the R&B acts, you know what I mean? Like the older, the older, older acts that was like around way before any of us were born, you know, could, could come out and they can have these, these tours, these earth, wind and fires and stuff like that. They can still be somewhat relevant because they'll still make music, but the most part, people are going to check for the, you know, their, their prime material. So I feel like um, both of them, both of them are, are equally as important because if you don't have that much of music to, to 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 go through, I don't think your longevity is. You're really not going to have any longevity. You're just going to be considered. Oh, he was hot for a few years. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And we were talking about Eminem earlier, you know, albeit a lot of his projects over the past 10 years haven't been great. He's still been producing music and he's still been on the scene somewhat. So you could still consider him out here somewhere, although he's not putting out a lot of music. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's just really my take on. It. I think both are equally as important, but one plays off of the other. I think doing the live performances and stuff is is a testament to having more projects if you right. only have one album what type of touring are you going to really be able to do what type of live friends you like people are not going to want to hear you do let's say that um let's say what's who, who's a hot album i mean who's a hot artist right now let's say drake let's say if drake the only album drake came out with was that that ep um the hell so, so far, far gone, gone. If that was pretty much all he did, and then he did another album like five years later, let's say he did that and then take care. If that was all he had, ten years from now, no one will really care about what Drake. You know, Drake is on tour and he's touring with Lil Wayne and all this other. You know, no one would care. <clears throat> That's why I'm saying I think um, more projects. You know, more good projects. That is, I mean, don't drop a bunch of duds just to say you did it. But I think both of them play play off of each other having more projects and you know the live appearances to perform those projects the quality of those projects people will come and see you like we see that all the time like i mentioned new edition people still to this day going sell out to watch new edition perform i think that's amazing 
I like they 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 right they out they're out right now uh as what Ronnie Bobby Ricky and Mike mm-hmm. yeah. they are out currently right now as we speak so like your breakdown you still cheated on that answer no, yeah. I did. Yeah. Yes, you did. I don't think. Yes, I don't did. think. I don't think either. I don't think either is more important. I think. I think you make live appearances. What are you performing? True. I'll say. I'll mean, say for my you, answer though, because I, mean, I don't think. I don't think like, it's more important to your longevity. I think. I think uh, live performances at some point, unless if you're not, if you're not like on the scene, like right now. I think it's a lot of artists. Like you take the Wu Tang. Wu Tang can go overseas and perform. And they will get yeah. probably a bigger a bigger uh crowd than they will here in the states. They'll do a small venue here in Chicago, but they can go in Osaka, Japan, sell out. You know, what I'm saying the Tokyo they, Dome, or they can go yeah. or they can go somewhere and sell out the Tokyo Dome. That's just that's just how that works. And and most of the time they're performing a lot of their older music because the people over there they don't get to see them as much or get to hear from them as much. So I think that's what I'm saying. It's a testament to their projects that they've they've put out beforehand not the stuff that they're doing currently i understand that but still to counter your point you gotta put out the stuff beforehand like keep the keep the older people like we'll stick on the wu-tang topic i don't think that necessarily the people unless like you are a hardcore fan you are necessarily checking for their latest project that they came out with right like the people overseas I mean, some yeah, again, like, but you gotta, you gotta kind of be Oracle fan. Okay. I feel like if, if like I had to pick, people... if I had to pick one over the other, I would pick Project. Okay, all right, oh. <laughs> all right. I just want, I just wanted to say something. I just, want, <laughs> I just wanted you to say something. But again, to kind of your point, like, I feel like you, like, those people will keep their relevance by, by going and doing that stuff overseas by, by still going out on tour because you still see like the younger people who have not listened to Wu-Tang before. They may have heard of them, but they have not listened to them at all. Do you think that if they didn't randomly hear that like they were going to be in their city that they would like still think that they were relevant if they never listened to them at all and don't care about the craft or anything? Maybe they just saw them and they were like, okay, like I'm going to give them a chance. I may go check them out tonight. Or, or just hearing about them, period, hearing about them going on tour and going to the multiple cities would keep their longevity, would keep their relevance. That's this is my thought. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say the project. <laughs> All right, because, because that's how you stay. That's how you stay. That's how you stay relevant. Is constantly putting out music. Yeah, and live performances can hurt you just as much as they can help you. Ask Lauren Hill. I mean, ask Lauren Hill. Ask Casey and JoJo. I mean, that's a lot of them. You got dudes falling off the stage. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean Drew Hill. Didn't Drew Hill oh, just put, didn't Drew Hill just take like didn't they just uh add like them dudes from Player to uh Drew Hill now? I don't know from Timberland's old group uh Player back in the nineties. I ain't I'm, I'm, I'm not keeping up with this. I could have swore I could have swore I seen this man. It was a group called Player that was temp that was signed to Timberland back in the uh back in like the late nineties, and I think they just joined on and joined Drew Hill because I know the I don't think the big dude uh jazz with Drew Hill no more. Yeah, but I know him and uh buddy Cisco always bumped heads. They've been, yeah, they've been through some stuff, definitely. Remember, like the last Breakfast Club interview that they did, it's very interesting. So, mm-hmm. all right, all right, two for projects, one for live performances. I ain't mad with live appearances. 
All right. Well, with that being said, this has been Enlightened Sounds, episode four. Again, wherever you are listening, we appreciate you. Again, we are on Spotify, Anchor, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and uh, some other other podcast websites. So again, wherever you are listening to us from, and we appreciate you. AB Smooth has been our guest. We appreciate you for yeah, joining yeah. us because it's been it's been a long time coming. You <laughs> try to get this going, yeah. freaking West yeah. Coast dudes and this yeah. time hey, differences man. and yeah. We go. We go. We gonna, we gonna get you to change your Bay Area and West Coast bias, goddamn it, JG. That's my goal for the end of 2018. Go tell him. I want. I want what, to what hear else, some better. What production. else did he do? What else did he do to show that West Coast bias? Hey, hey tell look him. for y'all listening. <laughs> JG is a hater. He took the the big homie uh, E40 off the docket. You know, we were supposed to talk about the album. We would have been talking nah. for three hours instead of two if uh, exactly. Exactly. I didn't do it on purpose. Just, I ain't be here by I'm just it. instigating, but I know why he did it. <laughs> we actually <laughs> talked about that last night beforehand. Yeah. Hater. You what? know what? It's good. I got something for you. I'm going to put something for GI Radio, and you better play it, too. Hey, man, you already you already made your, uh, your song of the week, Mac Dre, so... So that, that's already the base sound right and there. I'm going to continue it. It's Bay Area Day for GI. Mm. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> uh, but again, man, thank you all for listening. And uh, we will be back uh, probably not next week because I'm going to be gone. So we might, might skip a week. Uh, but we'll definitely be back with episode five as soon as we can. So, yeah, uh, we'll holler at you later. Thank you for listening. And we out. Follow my SoundCloud.